0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Hawkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN.
3: change you then we're gonna feed you then we will play peekaboo then we're gonna read to you then you'll have more milk and we'll have some water and we'll smile at you and tell you we're so glad that you're our daughter then you'll fall asleep on daddy's lap we'll watch MacGyver while you take a nap when you wake up we have more plans say good morning baby and kiss your hands then you're gonna make a pee in your little green potty then we're gonna eat our lunch mash avocados for you to munch then you're gonna nurse again then we're gonna call our friends then we'll dump out all your toys Sing and dance and make some noise Then we're gonna take a walk Down the street to the park We'll play on the seesaw, play on the slide You'll get tired and rub your eyes Then we'll go home from our nursing and sleeping Bouncing and nursing and waking and peeing Crawling and bouncing and dancing and eating Nursing and peeing and kisses and seeing You're an amazing human being You're an amazing human being You're an amazing human being, being. being. Alright, let's do this Chris
0: Harrington No, Now, it's we'll Chris Harrington from bed. the Daily we're Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis and more presented by the Memphis Times. Touchdown Club, featuring coaches and speakers who shape college football. Get tickets at memphistouchdownclub.com. What's this catchy number? Chris, Chris joins me now. The first thing on our list is um, I Love You, Sweet
4: Baby by Kenya Dawson from her kids' album, Um Continuing our parenthood
2: week here on
4: the song selections <laughs> of the show.
2: Do you have favorite kids' albums? Is kids? I forget there's a whole genre of kids' music. Only that one. Only I mean, that,
4: that, one. that That was heavy rotation for us, especially when our daughter was young. Um, lead track, Little Monster Babies, was a big hit um, in our in our car. Little Monster Babies destroying my town, build it out of blocks, and they knock it right down. Um, Alpha Butt, the title song, which is very scatological. A is for Apple, <laughs> B is for Butt, C is for Cat Butt, et cetera.
2: <laughs> and it's, so the album is called Alpha Butt by? Yep. Kimya Dawson. Kim, okay. All right. Well, that's fantastic. Um, so butts are funny. Um, let's see. Oh, before I get to a little uh, basketball and your consumer's guide to the uh, Grizzly schedule, Sandlot. I continue to do this. Sandlot, the movie Sandlot is 30. I would have thought it might have been older than that. Do you? What do you think of the movie Sandlot, Chris? Is it on your uh, I don't
4: know that, list? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen it. Really? I feel like the Sandlot is one of those things that some things are, are, are classics and some things are generational classics, meaning like some things are just good and some things people love because of the age they were when it came out. Yeah. And so like, I'm probably a little bit old, The Sandlot, the, the Sandlot seems to be the latter. It's like Saved by the Bell or something, which people love if they happen to be 13 years old when it was on. And my sense of the Sandlot is more that. Like I think it came out in like when I was in college and so I wasn't really watching right. the Sandlot. Whereas so I think people 10 years younger than me, Probably dote on that movie more.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Sam, that when it came out, nobody saw it in the theater. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it's the Bad News Bears. Like, I love the Bad News Bears, and I I, I didn't see
4: that when it came out because I, I don't know if I was even alive when the Bad News Bears came out, right? But that's, right. but that's great.
2: Is it great? And I've Builder never seen great. the Bad News Bears. Oh yeah, Walter Matthau. Yeah, great. definitely. Um. So uh, yeah, Sam, that I was I was looking it up. No one saw it when it came out in movie theaters. It became like a. It picked up steam. It was like your VCR. You'd watch it in your VCR, your whatever tape. And and I have seen it. It's charming. And uh, but uh, anyway, okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, I did uh, catch up on your consumer's guide to the Grizzly Schedule, and I think you do everyone an immense favor when you go through this and you help break down uh, what the games, what games they should be interested in. And we talked a lot about this when the first schedule first came out. But first, there is one one star. It was on a four star scale. There's one one star game that is game 33 against the Hornets on a Wednesday night. Uh, one star game. Why is this your? Why is this your one star game? And what, what do you bet it'll turn out to be some classic? That's the great thing about this. You never yeah. actually do know, right? Yeah, it's game
4: thirty-three uh, on the home games. I'm only doing the home games, so I count right. them that way. So it's deeper than that in terms of the eighty-two
0: game schedule. Right. Yes,
4: but so it's the thirty-third home game, and I mean one of the things about a Charlotte is just sort of a dreary team. Obviously a bad team, but sort of a dreary team. Maybe that changes. Lamelo Ball is an exciting player, but I don't think that's manifested really in NBA competition to any meaningful degree. But it's a you know it's a it's a Wednesday night game against a bad team, but it's also a Wednesday night game against a bad team where there's a two season game against a bad team and so you have this sort of back-to-back of like you know two of the worst teams in the league come in on back-to-back Tuesday Wednesday nights in, um in the middle of the week and and the fact that they're both back-to-back I think lowers them both probably by half a star because you know you, you know you, you got them both right together Um and so that's the to me that's the, the, the bad of the team. Two.
2: The bad team is the Wizards. Although that right. is on the so the Tuesday game is the Wizards. Although that is the Tyus Jones return game, which I don't think as much. It is that why you got so, the yeah, extra but, half start? Yeah, but star? it's only
4: the Tyus Jones return game. The Tyus Jones is still a member of the Washington Wizards oh. at the trade deadline.
2: Which I, I'm not. I, I don't he, think is a lot. He's a free. Is he a no? He's a yes. Is he? A, he's a free agent yeah. at the end of the year. So there's a reasonable chance that he could be moved. Um, right. all right. Well, that's a dreary week. Game thirty two and game thirty. It's ga- also spring it's also spring break. I like, like that's well suited. I'm probably
4: not <laughs> traveling for spring break this year unlike in the past. Right. But if you're traveling for spring break when your kids are all spring break and you're traveling, that's a good week to have bad
2: games. March twelfth and March thirteenth. Um all right. You know, I think I think if you're hitting the road to go into the beach or whatever, you're not gonna feel bad about missing the wizards and hornets. You only have five four-star games here, and I have to say, uh, I was a little surprised that the Pelicans. I surprised myself. It's a, it's a journey of discovery. <laughs> well, I was I was a little surprised that the Pelicans weren't one. I was more surprised that the Suns weren't one. The Suns Black Friday game, and then also another game that I knew you liked. That the Kings' New Year's Eve game, the opener, the Black Friday game, and the New Year's Eve game—they all got three and a half stars. But I don't know—you've stiffened up your grading. None are four-star games. Well, I talked myself into some other games. I really talked
4: myself into the Oklahoma
2: Oklahoma City game. I'm getting getting to
4: that one. I'm getting to the four-star games. In terms of the three you mentioned, like they both—so opening night gets a half a star dot from what it would normally be because I think the game two days later is better. Friday night, Nugget, defending champs, Friday night, second game of the season. So if I have to choose one of the two, I think I'm choosing that one. So that was that. On the um, the New Year's Eve thing, it's sort of that half star of, do you really want to be downtown on <laughs> New Year's Eve and leave the arena? That's you a know? fair point. I Literally, think that's be a like, fair point. you, you want to be proximate to Bill Street at 10, 10 p.m. on New Year's Eve? I'm not sure I do. So that's a half star there. And then the other one – uh, Kings.
2: Yeah, very, no, I, yeah the, the, uh, I mean, the 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 Phoenix one, the Black Friday one. I don't yeah, think you have any excuse you'll, you'll, there.
4: You'll be, you'll be, uh, you you again have a game two days later that I, I actually think is going to be in the better game.
2: Okay, the game two days later, and here we get to the four-star games. The four-star games are, as you pointed out, Denver in game two. Uh, then Minnesota, that same Thanksgiving weekend, is Sunday. That's a four-star game. The Golden State MLK game is a four-star game. And the Oklahoma City game, game 34, is a four-star game. We'll get to that one in a moment. Why do you think Minnesota on Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend is better than Kevin Durant and the Suns on Friday?
4: I, I just got a hunch on that one. I, 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 I just, I'm just going to say don't sleep on that one.
2: Oh, okay. Yes. We've actually mentioned that here. We've actually mentioned that here. We've mentioned that if, if I can say it because I've said it, if and you've talked about it before, if Mark Gasol has his has his number retired, you would want to do it when Mike Conley's in the building, and that's why he would be in the and that's why he would be in the building, and he would be in the building, and so that would make that a better game. So the um, if that's, if that yes. is the way that plays out, you, and that is you, the hunch. Just, yes. just,
4: just for, for the sake of people listening to the show right now, you said that, not me.
2: Yes. Well, we, 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 we literally have speculated before about it. And I yes, can say for the sake of people monitoring the show right now, <laughs>
4: you said that, not
2: me. I don't know. I know nothing about it, but we have it, that would be a likely time to do it. Mike Conley, you would want everyone together, right? So, all right, Golden State on the, um, on the uh, on MLK game, that's kind of obvious, but you've talked yourself into yes. the OKC game, um, game 34, home game. Game 34. It's
4: the only time they're in town. It's on a Saturday night. It's going to be the heat of the playoff race. Like, you know, you get, a, you get the, like into April and some teams start taking their foot off the gas. Mid-March is going to be the heat of the playoff race. I think the Thunder are going to be in the playoff race with the Grizzlies, so that game could have a lot of meaning. And I just think the matchup, it's really coming together to be like, you know, two point, Grizzly thunder 2.0, the old grit-and-grind matchup we used to have. It's yeah. really set up. Like, I hope we get a playoff series between those games. I mean, John Morant and Shea, Gillis, Shea Gillis-Alexander are sort of like doppelgangers in a way in terms of, they're the two right. most lethal, like, off-the-dribble attacking guards in the league. Um, both have made all-NBA teams. Um, Chet Holmgren is trying to be Jaron. You know, we'll see if he gets there. Right. Um, they have deep supporting cast. They have good young coaches. I, I think there's a lot of potential in a Grizzlies-Thunder 2.0 rivalry, and, and I think that. That's the only time they're going to come to town on a Saturday night. I, I'm actually – the more I looked at stuff, that was not where, one where I decided the star grades and then I started right. writing. I basically did the star grades as I was writing, and that's when I talked myself into. I'm excited about that game. Who's their Desmond Bain? Uh, Josh Giddy. I mean, he's a different kind of player, right. but in terms of, you know, the the sidekick who could be an all-star level, like, weaned perimeter player. I mean, I think Josh Giddy Desmond Bain, you know, Bain better right now, but Josh Giddey's on the come up.
2: Uh, it's interesting you mentioned Chet uh, yeah, Holmgren is trying to be Jaron. There was, uh, and it's funny, It's I, w- I was looking at the calendar. What we're going to have now soon coming out is, and in fact, I've already seen one of these somewhere is player rankings, right? This is the next thing that's going to happen in the offseason I is... wrote about
4: I wrote about that this morning. I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm probably up later today." But yeah, yeah go ahead.
2: So we're going to have we're going to start having player rankings. And so we'll be able to talk to you about player rankings. It'll be easy it'll be interesting to see where players where Jaren is ranked, etc. But um, right. um, in in the various player rankings, but already over at ESPN, they did a um, they did some predictions for major awards, and oh, i've not seen this it, right. it was it's pretty buried there, and it 's their panel of forecasters i didn 't know who was on the panel and it, but they did some predictions for major awards and the only ones that have any grizzlies involved most improved player uh Dylan has got some votes for tied for tenth as uh former grizzly most improved. Coach Taylor Jenkins was fourth on the most likely to win Coach of the Year. It's a year when he could win Coach of the Year. You could imagine that, right? That it would. It doesn't seem ever likely. Like I the,
4: mean, if they let's if they finish as a top two or three seed in the West for a third year in a row with Jamis in the first twenty-five games, right. I I think there they're you could you always look for like what is the story you can tell, the argument you can build around right. some of these award stuff. And there, there's a story to be told about Taylor Jenkins if the Grizzlies are, are once again like higher in the West standings that people are going to predict them to be before the season starts. But they got to get there first.
2: But the one that is uh, most, uh, most laden with Grizzlies is Defensive Player of the Year when Jaron was once again the favorite with 30.8% of the vote and Marcus Smart uh, was tied for fourth with 7.7%. Of the vote, how do you think? Uh, how do you think this team is going to be defensively? And how does Jaron and Marcus compare to you know Marcus Mark compared to Jaron and Dylan? I think there's a good chance they're a top five defense. I think they'd be disappointed
4: to not be a top ten defense, but I think there's a good chance they're a top five defense. And who knows? Like I wouldn't discount they could be number one or number two defensively this season. I think that's definitely a possibility for the Grizzlies. Um, I think. I don't know that Marcus Smart is an – even though he won defensive player of the year two years ago, I don't know that he's an upgrade defensively over Dylan Brooks. What I think he is is, you know, a lateral move defensively over Dylan Brooks that is an upgrade offensively over Dylan Brooks, which is why he's going to be a better player. Defensively, um, I don't know if there's a big difference there. Marcus Smart is not as big as Dylan. But I think the most important quality Dylan had was not his ability to scale up; it was his ability to scale down to guard your Aaron Foxes and Steph Curry's and these kind of players. And if anything, Marcus Smart is better equipped to do that from that from that position than Dylan was. And so I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's not an upgrade to need Marcus Smart. I'm saying that to, to, to elevate Dylan Brooks. I think Dylan Brooks was a was a terrific. You know, Dylan Brooks made all the defensive team last year. Marcus Smart did not. So I think it's a lateral move defensively, but a lateral move is good when you're talking about the quality of defenders that, that you're dealing with there.
2: You can read Chris's uh, consumer's guide to the NBA schedule over at the Daily Memphian. I have tweeted it out. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington. Uh, Brad, when you go to games, what do you look for? Like, How for how many games do you go during the course of the uh, Grizzlies? Did you go to the, during the course of the year?
3: I probably now go to about
2: five to 10, anywhere in that range per year. To me, one of the things that, I mean, I hate to say this, like, he says the, uh, the Denver game better than the opener against the Pelicans, right? Yep. It's a better game. Yep. It is the defending world champions. Yep. And you do get to see Jokic, and like, the, he, that's a thing. For me, winning is a big part of the enjoyment of a game when I go as a fan. Like I don't like going to a quote unquote. Gr- this was more true in football because yeah. in football every game matters so much that I got to see a great game that the Bills lose, and it will not make me happy. Like I, I, I <laughs> like so I don't need to see the Grizzlies lose to the Nuggets in a lose by nine points or six points to the Nuggets. That doesn't actually. That's a game that I I I would not put that game, the Nuggets I, game. As on if I were drafting games, yeah. Yeah. I would not draft that game because I think there's a fairly likelihood that they lose that game. I don't yeah. think they match up particularly well. I don't have job ja back. It would not have been a four-star game for me whereas the Suns game on that Friday, yeah. That's I don't know. Like I, to, to me like... That, that that is a but 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 winning yeah. is a big thing. That doesn't mean that yep. I want to go see him play the Bobcats. Like it doesn't mean that I want to go see him absolutely sure. play the drags. You do want yeah. a little bit of excitement, a little pop in the place. But here's the thing. I don't think when this is just I don't think when Denver comes to town it's the same kind of buzz you get as when Golden State comes to town. It's just not. So I would want to go. I think the number one game for me is that Golden State MLK game. That is the number yeah. one game for me um, because you do have the buzz. I also think they can beat Golden State. It's what uh, all for all yeah. of those reasons, Chris. Chris loves Jokic, right? And so yes. and they are the defending champions and whatever else. Yes. So Well, a hey, Chris in his evaluation, it sounds like,
3: put a lot of emphasis on personal preferences like a New Year's Eve game that he
2: doesn't want to be downtown, like the logistics of it. He likes the Friday night well, matchups. He was less wary of that. Some people instantly said, I hate that I wouldn't I don't like the New Year's Eve game because oh. I don't want to be downtown on New Year's Eve. Right. I've
3: heard that before.
2: Um it's the king. Chris liked it instantly, and then as he thought about it, yeah. he was like, "Yeah, do you really want to? Do you really want to?" Yep. But that game ends early enough. You're not there at one in the morning on yes. Beale Street. And by the way, I will, I'll say this: that I don't think ten years ago we had the same feeling of my God, I don't want to be downtown. At no. one, that we do now, right? No, it's shifted. In the twenty years I've been here, it's, Beale Street, yes, it shifted. There is a when I first got to Memphis, you might have heard about Beale Street. Yeah, it's overrated. It's where the tourists go. You don't need to go there. It's where the tourists go. But you wouldn't have heard when I got here, you don't want to go there because that's where you're going to get shot. You're hearing that now. And you hear that now Yeah, in a way that is not that that, that – that is lousy. It's too bad. That yes. that's Now it's – There are businesses down there also that are saying this. And, and instead of just like – yeah, you don't want uh, and we say all the time, yeah, you, people uh, – real Memphians don't go to Beale Street because it's it's for tourists. Right. That was the thing before. Right. Now it's – yeah. You don't go. Watch out. Now, mind you, my son Peter was in New Orleans this weekend because he has a friend who goes to Tulane, and he was he, – Peter hasn't headed back to Duke yet, so he has a friend who goes to Tulane. Mm. And, and they didn't go to the French Quarter because it was dangerous.
3: I think this is a problem going on in St. Louis, too. My father has said – Ballpark Village isn't what it was when the Cardinals built it. And it's downtown St. Louis. It's the same thing. It's Soulard in St. Louis, down by the riverfront. Same issue. This is not, I don't think this is but just a, a Memphis. A lot of
2: people think a lot of stuff is Memphis that yeah. is not, that is not no, no, no. like
3: this. This is yes. not common. This is not just Memphis. St. Like, Louis is a river town, has the same identity,
2: you know, a lot of the same stuff. I hear commonly, I was talking to someone mm, talking about uh, retail theft yep. in. Uh, in Memphis that it's just crazy now. Like someone, I, the the other day, someone posted on Facebook cause that's where you do it now yeah. or next door or whatever about, they were at the Kroger right I, across Highland? the Home Depot. No, the one that's oh. right across the one that's kind of tucked in across from the Home Depot on, I don't know what that word is near, near Gibson's donuts. There's a oh, Home yes, De- okay. there's that Kroger yeah. That's yeah. over here by Mendenhall. Yeah. yeah. And not the one at Mendenhall in Sanderlin, not oh. that one, the one that's literally across from the Home Depot on the same. There's another, Kroger, right there? Oh, here. yes, okay. That's tucked back in there on the on the south side of Poplar. Okay. Anyway, midday, someone was in there, and they said that a man and a woman loaded up two shopping carts full of detergent, brimming, overflowing with detergent, and just got the hell out of there and didn't Jeez. pay, right? And, yeah. uh, and by the way, someone tried to stop them, and just uh, oh, uh, okay. an employee, and got slugged, in the process and like, what the hell? Like, and so, um, during the day, Jeff. Yeah. You know, I, I, sadly, someone said, why would they want detergent? And I posted and asked me if this is too soon. I said, cause they wanted to make a clean getaway. Oh, that's, that's that's too soon. Uh, Was that too soon? Dad no, no, Dad I, joke. It's, just a, bad that's joke. Good.
3: Just a bad dad joke and I I'm trying on your final rim exactly shot for right. This. So yes.
2: I did. Uh, I went on Facebook and I I lowered myself to make that comment. Yeah, but pretty here's good. there's pretty there's, good. there's a couple things. Yeah, pretty good. So we think that that's in, there we are. We Thank think you. that that's
3: and it's just crazy. Like it the is The third buster is break in is pretty nuts though. The third time right, the is, same place gets broken into, that's
2: crazy. It is it feels like a breakdown of the social contract. Like it just, you could always have gone into a Kroger and stolen, but just never, have to yeah. people. Like it wasn't something that happened, right? Like no one just, there was, yeah, you'd shoplift. You'd go in and you'd take a pack of gum or you'd take a, 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 a Whatever. Something that is going to be valuable, or something valuable. You see those shoplifters who, now no one needs to shoplift. They just freaking grab the crap and leave, right? Yes. So it's crazy. Um, It's also true that, I mean, we had Fishman on talking about this. Target just did their third quarter report, whatever. And one of the massive problems in Target that affects their bottom line is theft. And it's not theft in Memphis, it's theft across the country. Dick like, sporting goods, same issue. same thing. Just yeah. And here's the other problem. What do you do about it? Well they they you tell your employees not to confront the people because you don't want your employees getting shot, shot. or whatever. Now yep. you can and then so here's what you you could do. You can put all everything that's valuable behind a glass thing and lock it up. Right? Like yes. every razor is or like whatever. Yeah, yeah, but here's the truth. No one wants to if they're buying something have to go track someone down. Yeah, they used to do it
3: with the prophylactics, which was really embarrassing. And,
2: yeah. No one used to want to track someone down and say, hey, can you get these things from behind this thing? Right. At that point, just stay home and buy it on Amazon. They'll exactly. deliver it right to my right. door. I don't need to wait for someone. You can literally celebrate a birthday while you're waiting for someone to come help you anywhere. So that's just ridiculous. Right. And so I don't know what you do about it, but I will say this. When people complain about that in Memphis, every right to complain about it in Memphis, it's bad in Memphis. It is also, as you point out with the St. Louis thing... It's it's the same thing.
3: <sighs> this is not... I, I hate... I, I don't mean to make it a not-just-us
2: thing. It's not just us. No. Um, all right. Yeah. My, uh, my little brother dropped his third... They dropped their third and final kid off at college. And my little brother, who knew? I didn't know this. He's a hopeless romantic, evidently. He got his wife, because now the third kid has been dropped off, he got his wife a ring with three diamonds on it. Well, that's spectacular. Or maybe it was two diamonds and an emerald, right? Okay. But here's the point. If you are celebrating your love or celebrating an occasion or celebrating something else, there is no better way to do it than with a beautiful piece of jewelry. And there is no better place to get that piece of jewelry than Robert Irwin jewelers. I've told this before. Like one of the things I really like about how in that whole thing is their story. They were New Yorkers originally and they moved down here. They started out in wholesale. Like, like, you know what? We like this place. We're leaving New York. We're packing up. We're coming down here. And they ultimately opened five stores in Memphis and two in Little Rock. They don't make you, you know, give up a kidney to buy a diamond ring for the person you love. If you're getting engaged, they have this incredible deal where if you have a made to order engagement ring, bring in a picture, an idea or whatever else you can return it within 365 days. Uh, If for any reason you're unhappy, you won't be unhappy because she's going to love it. and You're going to live happily ever after. Just as we have seen Jeffrey, look at Jeffrey, Jeffrey does this next thing. You know, he's got a baby. Yes. You know, that's how it works. Yep. It is Robert Irwin jewelers. Uh Zero down up to 60 months to pay. Bigger, brighter diamonds at Robert Irwin Jewelers. Check them out at any of their five Memphis locations or online at rijewelers.com. Sam Hardiman, when we return, uh we'll talk to him about the Liberty Bowl, Memphis football, but then also he has a story up at the Daily Memphian about Memphis taxpayers who... I don't think we knew we were paying for a birthday party, but we may have paid for a birthday party, so we'll talk to him about that news over at the Daily Memphian as well. It's Jeff Gawkenshire, ninety 92.9 FM.
4: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They
5: bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are.
4: So Let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders
5: while supplies last.
4: Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
6: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
0: Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 929 FM ESPN.
2: She said, Don't feel sorry for me. I ran into uh, I ran into someone at the Memorial Service, service yesterday from so Jennifer honey, Biggs and we were talking before literally we were talking about Bally and Brun. It was, was Ben Fan. Ben Fan handles advertising and stuff for them, and we were talking about um, like how that place is. It, it it it's a gluten-free restaurant, which they don't like advertise, make publicly available, because it's like, ooh, gluten-free. It just means they use cornmeal instead of wheat. It makes things even more delicious. It's this beautiful restaurant on Broad Avenue in a uh, refurbished old building. You go sit at the bar there. Oh, today is Wednesday, too. It's Wine Down Wednesday. My God, it's Wine Down Wednesday. I could wind down. I could wind down. Uh, half-price bottles of wine, half-price glass of wine. Delicious restaurant. Beautiful restaurant. Bounty on Broad. 410 813 2519 Broad Avenue. Joined now by Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian. I was going to talk to you, Sam. About, oh, you can follow him, by the way, on X on Twitter. At, uh, he calls it Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at Sam Hardiman. And I was going to talk to you, Sam, about, and will ultimately, about the Liberty Bowl. But you have a story up at the Daily Memphian about a, a birthday party that I evidently paid for that I didn't know I was paying for. What? what tell me about this.
1: Yeah, Jeff. So in May, the Memphis City Council staff um, planned uh, what appears to be a surprise birthday party. For Council Chairman Martavius Jones at Fat Tuesday, which is the new daiquiri shop on uh, Main Street, and uh, right by the trolley stop there. And there's also an upstairs event venue, and that's where uh, there was a surprise birthday party for Council Chairman Martavius Jones. And the taxpayer paid most, if not all, of the $1,800 tax.
2: That's kind of staggering. Are taxpayers, are, are they supposed to be paying for birthday parties?
1: Um, You know, I think it's an open
2: question. I
1: think it's, it's kind of for the taxpayers to decide that this event was uh, billed as an employee appreciation event. And so when council staff billed the city, because eventually this comes out of the city's bank account, it was described on the invoice as employee appreciation.
2: Okay, and- so let me ask you, was it... a pro- Was it employee appreciation or was it, but it was, we do know his birthday party was celebrated also as part of it. it, it, The the two of them were the same
1: event. The, in in just, it was described when asking the city for payment as employee appreciation, not council chairman Mark Jones surprise birthday party.
2: So, all right, I'm reading the story. And one of the things that makes me a little bit suspicious about this is there was a flyer uh, that was sent in the council group chat, and what did it say?
1: It said you're invited, but be quiet. And it was uh, Council Martavius's, uh surprise party, is what the uh, the flyer said. <sighs>
2: I, honestly, I don't know why people. think, like, well, whatever. Um, so, uh, what has he made a comment on this? Has he uh, commented okay. on the?
1: Read did- in the story, he hasn't commented since the story uh, came out. Uh, but he told me last night that he had no knowledge that the taxpayers had planned to throw him a birthday party. Um, you know, I would question. I didn't raise the question at the time, and I, maybe I should have. Is uh, well, after the fact, you may have known that. You know this. This you know you may not have known. If it was a surprise up until that point, but you, you did. And, and this was also planned by council vice chairman, J.B. Smiley jr. And so, and you know, council staff went along with it. So that is what happened here, Jeff.
2: I'll say that one of the things that makes me think that it was more birthday party than employee appreciation event is you have a, a uh, social media posting from Facebook by Martavius Jones from uh, three months ago. When he says, uh, for the past seven years, my birthday has been during city council budget hearings, and it fell on a Tuesday, so I had no reason to think this year would be different. However, my colleague and vice chairman of the council, J.B. Smiley, Jr., my council colleagues and council staff pulled a fast one on me and surprised me with a party. Well, 98% surprise from a party. He didn't say surprise me with an employee appreciation event. He said surprise me with a party. That's right, yeah. right? I don't see any mention of the employee event. Yeah. Well, that's a fascinating story. Uh, people can read it at the Daily Memphian. Who picked up an $1,800 tab for a councilman's birthday party? The city of Memphis. That is the headline. The story by Sam Hardiman in the Daily Memphian. Uh, go to denitylemphian.com and you can see and read all the details. All right. Separately, then, Sam, uh, you wrote a story about. Uh, basically, the Liberty Bowl uh, re-upping, the city of Memphis re-upping a use agreement with the Memphis football team saying that they would be in the Liberty Bowl for the next two years. That doesn't come as a surprise to anyone. That We assume that's where they would be playing. They have nowhere else to play. But this is notable, I guess, because uh, it was shorter than usual. It's a two-year deal, and that is not typically how it would have been.
1: Right. So what has typically happened for the games that you know, we watch in the, in the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium and the University of Memphis Tigers games is there's an agreement between the city and the Tigers. Shocking. Very mundane right. piece of business. Usually those agreements are five years. Now, because of the pending Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium renovations, Parks Director Nick Walker essentially said, we're only doing a two-year deal because when the stadium is done, we're done with construction, right? Essentially, like we're going to probably want to have a different type of agreement on, you know, governing how they everything works. Right. new stadium that's presumably going to have a couple hundred million dollars put into it, right? And so where we should take that Jeff is probably another canary in the coal mine of while we are kind of silently waiting for what is going to happen next with these stadiums, right? It's another sign that it looks like Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium and the significant renovations that were proposed are moving forward. It's just another sort of sign that that's probably what's going to happen here.
2: I was interested in that story you said they're expected to cost, I think I don't have it up right, at least $200 million. That presupposes that they're getting something in that. Like, it, 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 it... that sentence alone, and I don't know if you intended it by that sentence. It 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 sort of implied that, hey, this isn't gonna this project isn't gonna get underfunded and knocked down to a hundred million or seventy five million or something like that because there's not enough money. Was that intended by that in that sentence? Are you yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: not gonna go into the
2: granularity of why
1: I intended it, but yeah. It was because I've had conversations, multiple conversations with a lot of different people that indicate to me that yeah. That, that's the figure that we should be starting from. It doesn't mean it's going to stay there. But what we're looking at right now, yeah, that, that would probably be the
2: case. As we're waiting for what could happen next, what could happen? Like, what are among the things that we're, we're all waiting? Uh, I presume the fact that we haven't heard anything means that hasn't been settled yet. They haven't figured out exactly how they're dividing up the money between the Grizzlies and the and the University of Memphis or how the FedEx Farms is going to be funded exactly or anything else. What are among the things that could happen next?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think what I would say is the clock is ticking on members Mayor Jim Strickland's administration. And, and so that, you know, at some point becomes a timeline, you think. There's also the, you know, that's not until the end of the year, so that's probably not the first timeline. But what I would say, right, is if you're the Tigers, and, like, I really want to be careful and tread lightly here, but if you're the Tigers, you need to be moving at the end of football season, right? If you're going to get significant work done in the offseason, that means somewhere in the January timeframe, December, January timeframe, right? If you're the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies would be running the project at FedEx Forum, right? The Grizzlies probably need to know sometime around, I don't know, maybe basketball season or, or not, where you kind of have an understanding of what's going to happen in the offseason. And so you can be kind of planning maybe a construction project that would be slated to begin, right? This off season, like that was what the initial timeline when the city came forward, right? With these plans all these years, almost over a year ago now. Right. And, and so that's where you would think things are. So I would say there's a window here of, but there's also the option of like, look, the, the money is not actually with the city at $350 million of cash. Like there's a kind of a delay in when money comes from the state so in, in the Grizzlies lease does not run out for a while and so another 3-4 years so as I'm right. babbling what I'm, what I'm trying to say is th- it, there are the couple options here is we see something we see maybe two pro- one project go forward maybe the Liberty Bowl with the other one still up in the air or we see nothing because it hasn't been decided yet the money hasn't been allocated yet and you know they may get passed on to the next person the next mayor. We, we right. aren't there yet. I, I can't speak with a lot of certainty there.
2: Uh, well, that inspires a million questions that I'd like to ask you, but I'm going to have to ask you uh, them next week. So, uh, follow Sam on Twitter, at Sam Hardiman, and you can read both stories over at the Daily Memphian. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jeff. Sam Hardiman from the Daily Memphian. If you were selling your house, Josh Hysaw is the person to call. Look them up at midsouth.com or give them a call at 901 461 8147. I saw that uh, housing sales are down year over year for this. And you might be a little nervous like, uh, can I, what if I put it on the market and the rates are so high? Rates are higher than they've, what, what, well, here's the thing. Uh, Josh Isaw has this deal whereby if you list with him and do not sell your house within 45 days, he will either make the mortgage payments until it sells or he will step in and buy the house. A lot of other things as well. Like you can, I always like the old, you can fire him by text if you want, like at any point. <laughs> not not that you'll want to, but just like who says that? No one said, no, like it's because he has confidence in what he's going to do for you. Honestly, it is Josh Isaw. Uh, and his team over at Kyle Williams. Josh sells the midsouth.com 901-461-8147. Got to take a break. Back in a moment, 92.9. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether
6: you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
2: do you catch fish, Brad? Are you a fisherman? Oh, of course. You're a fisherman. Well, I got yeah. something for you. You know, and you like the United Way, right? The United Way do. does good stuff. Yes. United Way actually is the region's largest public charitable foundation, doing incredible things uh, to help folks throughout the Mid-South. Well, here's what the United Way is doing. They have teamed up with Valero. It's Valero and Bill Dance. You know Bill Dance, too. You know both of those right. places well, exactly. And things. Right for a fishing tournament. It's called the Reeling for Good Fishing Tournament Benefiting the United Way of the Mid-South. It is Friday, September 5th from 6.30 to 2.30 and it is to benefit the United Way of the Mid-South. So here's what you're going to do. If you want to enter this tournament, you text UWFISH. That's it. UWFISH. That's United Way Fish. UWFISH. To 30306. 30306. UW Fish to 30306. The tournament is Friday, September 15th. Again, it's uh, Bill Dance, Valero, and they're putting together this tournament. You can win the grand prize, by the way, if you want to put your skills to the test, Brad, $10,000. Tournament takes place at Tunica Cutoff, Wolf River Harbor, McKellar Lake, Horseshoe Lake, and the Tributaries and Expos of the Mississippi Uh River. Have you ever fished in an oxbow? I have not. I've done Horseshoe Lake. Um,
3: I've done some of the tributaries. I have not done down by President's Island. Listen, Bill Dance is
2: involved. Valero's involved. United Way is involved. All you got to do is to text UWFISH to 30306. I guess it's catfish coming out of 30306. Oh, What'd you catch? Cat catfish and now, like, bass? Do you, now you now it appears as uh, if I'm you're asking me wrong. Do I look right. like, like Bill Dance to you? UW oh, no. Fish 303. It's a bass six. tournament. Yeah. It's Vala- it's called Valero's Real and For Good Trailering Teams Bass Tournament. I was it's I bass. thought of Gary because his yeah. dad used to work over Benefiting there, United Way of the Mid South, September fifteenth. So there you go. UW Fish to three yeah. oh, three oh six. I do happen to have had I, I texted Jeffrey when the show began and yep. I said, Is all well and he said, here's what I got back. You oh, boy. Look at this. He said, all is well. Look at that little, little photo. There. Oh, beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, that's just great. Little that's baby? Terrific. There's Josephine sleeping just in her terrific. little I, I, I do just... love
3: the name Josephine, too. Great name. Well,
2: and I like the, I like the show. Would you? Would you go Josie, Jojo, Joe? Any or all. Any
3: They're all all. Uh, Josephine is a—I was thinking about that this <sighs>
2: morning. I think you could do any of those. Josephine? Joseph? Joseph? Joe? Josephine is being born at a time when the Yankees are off on their worst losing streak since 1982. Josephine could witness history soon. If they get—if the Yankees, I sort of— Yes. It's fun when the Yankees suck, honestly. Right? Well, the Cardinals suck, too, so everybody— Misery loves company. Uh, if they hit 10, they've won—now they've lost nine straight. If they hit 10— That will be the first time since 1913 they've lost 10 straight. Here's the thing. We mentioned this the other day. Having a big payroll doesn't guarantee that you're going to win championships, although they've won their share. It certainly makes it harder to really stink. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's why they never like... No, the Royals can lose however many in a row. Like, they can yes. really stink routinely. Yes. The Yankees rarely stink this badly. And so there you go. They've lost nine straight. And, of course, the, the White Sox fired Ken Williams, who's been I there, like, that. forever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rick Hahn, their GM. They're 49-77. and 77. They did this whole rebuild. Yep. And it produced playoffs in 2020-21, I think it was. And then, and then it went awry. Yep. So, uh, Not anyway. as bad
3: of a debacle as in uh, the Angels with keeping no, Otani and getting nothing for him. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, what's coming up next on 92.9?
0: Here's what's coming up next.
3: Jeff, full day. We've got Mark Giannato, who's going to be uh, by phone at 1130 with Jason and John. Giannato and Jeffrey at two. Connor's going to step in for Jeffrey, who's off on paternity. You're going to be on at five tonight, Jeff. Vol calls at seven o'clock live from around the state of Tennessee.
2: Vol calls at seven oh, o'clock. There you go. Uh, We will be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Got to get out of here. Our work is done. Okay, picture
6: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.